time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank of Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game day here, or game time, something like that. I don't know. what <laughs> We're on the road. Let's just put it that way. And we're watching the band perform, and that's kind of cool, uh, as the uh, – uh, Marching Eagle Band performs prior to tonight's uh, DeSoto and Waco High game. Joined now by Ricky Thompson. Ricky, good afternoon. How are you? Good, guys. Uh, it's fun to be Friday night in football season. It, it, I mean, we we have so much fun doing this. I mean, you know, we cover three or four games, and then we have a scoreboard show and all that good stuff. Ricky, let's uh, let's talk about tomorrow's game. Uh, Eleven a.m. Does that mean anything to a player? Uh, an early start? Does I mean does that change anything how you prepare uh, on game day? Uh, you know what? I, I think it's great for the players because they can wake up and play football. I know waiting around all day is horrible. I think a two thirty game is good. Six is okay. Seven or later kickoff is horrible, particularly more so for the road team, but for either team to wait around all day and have meetings and wait on pregame meals, those are generally four hours before kickoff. So if you play at 7 o'clock, you don't eat pregame till 3. 11 o'clock kickoff, you get up at 7, you eat, you get to the stadium and you play football, and I think that is really good, particularly I love an 11 o'clock game on the road, and I think the players do too. They like to get out there and play and uh, get it underway, and it's a lot better environment road game to play at 11 versus 7 I promise you Ricky do you think the weather could become a factor at McLean Stadium tomorrow maybe in favor of the Baylor Bears 81 degrees at kickoff and then up to 90 by the end of the game well if it goes one way or the other Ward it's going to go in the direction of the Bears as far as favor West Virginia obviously isn't as warm this time of year as it is here uh, that could definitely be a factor. Uh, hopefully it is. Hopefully it wears those guys down. But I, I just I don't think that's something the Bears can worry about. The weather will take care of itself. But uh, we seem to have been pretty fortunate on cramps. I think I've only seen a couple of guys cramp up at all. So these guys are hydrating. And hopefully, particularly late in the game, and particularly if you have time of possession in your favor, heat could really be a factor with these guys from West Virginia. Ricky, talk a little bit about uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers, Neil Brown's team. I, I realize they're two and three, but they've been in every football game. In fact, I think they've led or been tied in every one of their games, so they're not getting blown out. They're just, for lack of a better term, finding a way to lose some of these ball games. Yeah, you know what? That record's a little bit misleading. Uh, they lost to Maryland on the road, thirty to twenty-four, and just really didn't play that well. Had every chance to win that game. Uh, LIU, the second one at home, that was really not competitive at all. But then remember, they beat a good Virginia Tech team at home, 27-21, their third game of the season. So if if you're not pretty good, you don't do that. And remember, more than anything, they went to OU, had a chance 13-13, clock winding down, and had a bad shotgun snap that went back to about midfield. They were in position to kick a field goal and win that football game, ended up losing 16-13. Uh, The Tech game, I think we all know they expected to win that. Most of us expected them to win that. They didn't. Tech won that game 23-20 to at West Virginia last Saturday. I think that surprised most. But I got to see part of that Oklahoma-West Virginia game. And, guys, they look pretty good. They're better than two and three, I promise you. 
How imperative is it for the Bears to be able to throw the ball even in the medium range, but also stretch the field a little bit tomorrow against West Virginia and try to loosen them up? It's absolutely critical. This West Virginia team will play much like Oklahoma State. They will come after you. They will bring guys on a run blitz. They'll try to stop the zone read on first and second down without question. I think you saw the result when we play action and went deep on Oklahoma State was not a completion every trip down there, but it made those guys run. We got three big plays deep. Uh, Strata had two. Taekwon had one late. I think you have to throw the ball deep against this type defense, stretch them out, and then with that, drag the tight ends across the middle, drag the slot receivers across the middle of the football field 10 to 12 yards deep, uh, bring the running backs out of the backfield on the circle route behind the linebackers. You've got to test them, and, and guys, I think, too, you have to let Gary Bohannon loose. You've got to let him sling it Saturday and not worry about an interception. And there's no quarterback alive that is not throwing an interception. And, and if you can't come back from one, then that's a problem as a quarterback. So I think you've got to let Gary go this Saturday. And I was just about to ask you that. I mean, it almost feels like that they've kind of protected – protected Gary a little bit in in how they've in how they've called plays and how they've designed the offensive scheme and 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 it's been you know quite quite honestly it's been pretty predictable but you don't they I mean you're right I mean you just said it but don't don't they just got to let him cut loose and, and go play the game absolutely and I think there was a time early in this season when they did exactly the right thing to protect him remember this is a guy that's really not played at all and I think early mistakes, particularly in the first two or three games, uh, if he would have gone out there and thrown three or four interceptions, I think that would have really affected his psych. So I think that was important. But now, guys, we're 4-1. and one. We're, we're going into the sixth game of the season. It's time to cut loose. You can't, you can't be conservative anymore. You've got to let him play. And I think you've got to let him run the ball a little bit more and, and encourage him to do so. You don't want him to get hurt. You want him to know when to go down, and that there's always a chance of an injury when a quarterback runs the football. But I think that completely changes the tone of this offense if Gary takes off a couple of times with 10, 12-yard gains on, on a run play. When you look at the West Virginia offense, what does the defense for Baylor have to do to be able to slow them down and put them into uncomfortable situations? Well, I think you've got to make them throw the ball. They've not been overly successful running. I know Tech uh, did a really good job against West Virginia on the run, forced them to throw the football. Uh, You've got a quarterback over there that's capable of throwing interceptions, a lot like Brock Purdy from Iowa State. He can be really, really good, and he can have rough games, and I think that's what they have to force. They have to put pressure on him. They've got to force them to throw the football, and they've got to stop the run. Should have Terrell Bernard back at least part-time tomorrow. I think that's very important as far as getting guys in the right spot, the right position. Terrell's not just a really good football player. He's a really smart football player, and they missed him dramatically. Hopefully, Kalen Barnes is back at corner, too. And I just – I think you've got to make it throw – make them throw it and make some plays in the secondary, turn those into turnovers, and this week turn turnovers into points. All right, uh, let, let's talk about uh, a couple other ball games. Ricky, explain to me Texas Tech. Can you? 
No, I can't. <laughs> they are four and one. Have played a couple of the ugliest ball games we've seen, uh, but they're four and one. Uh, their one loss record would say that they're pretty decent. Uh, whether they are or not, I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I can't explain them. They've been very inconsistent. But I do know this: if you go to Morgantown and you win a football game, you're doing something right. I don't know what it is, but you're doing something right. And I think. The two early touchdowns were turnovers, an interception and a fumble by the quarterback, and that's what I'm talking about. You've got to force him into throwing, force him into turnovers, and it was 14 to nothing in the first quarter, and then they just hung on for dear life from there. I know up 17 nothing first half, West Virginia scored 17 third quarter, tied it up, but they hung on and won in a hostile environment, so uh, they may have something going there, and they're two wins away from bowl eligibility. Texas OU this weekend, and I think if you looked at this schedule going into the season, you would have said in the Cotton Bowl that OU is going to be a heavy favorite. Is it still that situation? Is OU a favorite because they have Spencer Rattler in that offense, or has Texas changed the narrative? I, you know what, guys? I was a little bit surprised when it came out. I honestly thought Texas might be favorite in this game. I think they've played really well the last couple of weeks, and – I was surprised what Oklahoma State came out as a three-point favorite, I believe. I'm close to that. I guess they still are. Uh, would not surprise me for Oklahoma to win. We've just seen them win game after game when we maybe had a doubt. But it would not surprise me at all to see Texas win this game tomorrow, guys. Talking with Ricky Thompson. Uh, and, and, Ricky, uh, just a final thought on, on, on Baylor and um, – in West Virginia. I know as a player you probably weren't uh, heavily involved, but homecoming really is a, a special time in Waco, Texas. Yeah, it really is. It's I think it's different here just because of a lot of reasons. Of course, the the parade that's been ongoing for how many years? Forever, it seems. And that, that's a pretty cool event. Uh, uh, it really is. And it, it's different. Some schools I think put more emphasis on it than others, and I think we do. Uh, it's awfully cool. Uh, homecoming, uh, I know 11 o'clock kickoff makes that tough in some ways. It's better if it's an afternoon kickoff. But, yeah, that, that's yeah, – And really, it is next week. It's a two it, – yeah, it's a 2.30 kick next week against BYU. Yeah, so that's that, right. It works that's out right. really well, doesn't Brigham it? Young, I, I was thinking Brigham Young was 11 too, but it's not. It's 2.30. Uh, no, it's 2.30. So, we, I mean, it works out really well. Yeah, it does. It makes a huge difference. I know a couple of times we've had that early morning kickoff on homecoming, and it's been a train wreck. It seems like it's second quarter before you get fans into the stands, and I, I really hate that. But uh, I think, you know, this week, guys, I think it's virtually sold out, I guess, and I'm going to be really surprised mm-hmm. if the Bears do what we need to do tomorrow, win this football game. I think you're going to see two in a row. I think you're going to see a jam pack. McLean Stadium uh, next week for homecoming. And it should be a lot of fun. Hey, Ricky, we appreciate it. What's going on at uh, Alliance Bank right now? Well, I tell you what, it's Friday here like everywhere else, and all I'm seeing is everybody walking around with their school shirts on, and uh, they're mostly green and gold. We've got some high school stuff. We've got an occasional Aggie walk through here. We try to restrict them to upstairs on Fridays (laughs) if we can. Uh, sometimes that doesn't work, but uh, just uh, 
really, as I've said before, guys, we're just happy to be part of this community and excited about the future of Alliance Bank and the growth we've experienced, and uh, it's it's good times here. And, and you know that you you talk about the lo- being local. That you, you you wouldn't get that if you were at one of the big conglomerates. I mean, you got guys who probably wearing their Crawford shirt and their Midway shirt and their Waco shirt, and then of course, as you mentioned, their college shirt. That, that that's kind of a cool thing on a Friday in a locally owned and operated bank. Well, it is, and you know, it's just. There's just there's just more attention to that type thing in local banks, not just business wise and the detail and answering phones and talking to customers and having somebody to talk to and having a real interest in the community you're in. And I think that's part of it where we allow these guys and girls around here to dress in school colors on Friday. And I, I was joking about that, but seriously, they whatever school that they're affiliated with, wear it. That's that's what Friday's all about, and that's really a lot of fun. Hey, Rick, as always, it's a pleasure. We'll see you tomorrow out at the stadium. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it.